Welcome to Future Hindsight. I'm Mila Atmos. How can we extend engagement beyond elections and keep elected officials accountable? That's a question that today's guest on Future Hindsight, Maria Ewan, asked herself while she was managing a state Senate campaign in Iowa, a battleground state known for its voter engagement. She founded Issue Voter in order to give everyone an equal voice in our democracy by making civic engagement accessible, efficient, and impactful. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So you have come up with this brilliant idea to found Issue Voter in order to help citizens engage in the political process. Can you give us a quick introduction about what Issue Voter is and how it works? Issue Voter is a nonpartisan online platform that lets you send your opinion to your elected officials in one click and then actually track their voting records throughout the year. And what we do is we summarize bills into plain language along with bullet points from both sides. Uh, we also send you alerts so that you know what Congress is debating and you know whether there's a reason to send your opinion in the first place. I'm signed up to Issue Voter and I have to say that I really love it. I receive your emails and I love how the emails are short to the point and clearly explain the purpose of a bill, the pros and the cons, and who is sponsoring it. And I love, of course, that you tell us about all the bills, not just the ones that are making headlines. At the end of the email, we get to express our opinion for or against, and you forward that opinion to our representative. What's your feedback from the representative? Well, one great thing we know is that reps' offices really do track constituent contact, and our open rates on the rep side are over 80%. And so we know that our messages are getting opened, they are getting through. The reps get a daily summary that says, for constituents in your district, here are how many support and oppose each bill. And I think one thing to point out that's really important is that we really do only send each rep the opinions of their own constituents. You say that you track and tell us how the representative voted, which I've seen. Have you received any feedback from the users, from the voters, about how the representative has voted? Actually, I would say that falls into three categories. Okay. One is positive. So a lot of times I think we have this almost animosity or negative feeling towards Congress. And we know there's a negative feeling because um, approval ratings for Congress are typically below 20%. Right, right now, they're kind of hovering around 13 to 15%. And so it seems that people are dissatisfied with Congress. But I would say a positive thing that has come out of Issue Voter is some people will look at their rep scorecard and see that their rep is actually representing them the majority of the time. And then they can feel good about reelecting that person. And then, of course, there's the flip side where people see their rep really is not uh, representing them at all. What that means is for the bills where a user sent their opinion to their rep, we're showing them that their rep actually voted the opposite way. And in those cases, the, the good thing that can come out of that is that users are more motivated to vote and to vote for an opponent in the primary, especially, for example. I would say the third category of reaction we've gotten is for people who before using Issue Voter, assumed that their rep was representing them. But then after using Issue Voter, realized that they weren't. So to give a specific example, I spent a lot of time in San Francisco last summer, and there were a lot of people who told us that they were surprised to see that Nancy Pelosi was not necessarily representing them on all of the issues. It's people that self-identify as liberal. So they assume, oh, well, my rep is a Democrat, so she must be representing me. And they start using Issue Voter and see that that might not be the case for every single issue. 
Mm-hmm. That's interesting. This definitely increases transparency and accountability for the representative. What have you seen as a result of this that you didn't expect? Yeah, that's a great question. It's also really good timing to ask the question because we just sent out our first user impact survey. And so in the past, we had always wanted to get feedback from our users. And a lot of that feedback was around just issue voter the site itself. But this survey was really focused on are we having the impact that we want to have with our individual users? So in other words, are people feeling more informed? And we just sent this out to days ago, I want to say. So we have some early results that I can share. And this might change as more people you know, send in their opinions. But the early results are really exciting because 95% of people have said that Issue Voter has told them about a bill they haven't heard about before. And so that's something that was definitely a goal of ours because we hear about a handful of bills on the news. We might have heard about the tax bill, the health care bill, the DREAM Act in recent years. And meanwhile, Congress is voting on new laws every day. Each session of Congress, over 10,000 bills are introduced. And so it's impossible. And we don't expect any individual to keep track of all of those. So it was really reassuring to see that people really are getting new information from Issue Voter. We also saw in our early survey results that about 60% of users said they were being exposed to new viewpoints, which I think is also very interesting. And that's because we have the opinions from both sides right next to each other. And so I think sometimes when you read an op-ed or when you're talking to friends, you're not always getting a variety of opinions in one place. And another thing we saw from the survey was that a third of the people that responded to the survey said that issue voter has made their desire to vote significantly more. So I think that's something that we've also always hoped would happen is that issue voter can drive voter turnout. And so we're not a site that is focused on voter registration. You know, we're not a site that's going to tell you your polling location. All of that already exists. But my hope in starting issue voter, one of the hopes was really that people would start to understand what real work is getting done throughout the year to highlight the importance of voting, helping people really see the importance of what their representatives are doing and be more motivated to have a say in who that person is. This leads me very nicely to my next question about you realizing that there was this gap. So while you were managing the state Senate campaign in Iowa, you realized that the American political system is outdated. Can you explain in which way it's outdated. Yep. And actually, it's funny because back then it was even more outdated. When I had the idea for Issue Voter, the data wasn't even very accessible. So the data meaning even knowing what bills are up for vote or even having a electronic, simple, fast way to see what every single rep's votes were. So all of that information now is accessible, whereas before it wasn't. But ways that, that the system is outdated... We know that government tends to lag behind when it comes to technology. So the analogy that I've used before is that now we can order our food by going to a restaurant. We can pick up the phone and call and have it delivered to us, um, or we can order it online. And no matter what way we order our food, we still want it to taste good. And so I like to say no matter what way I contact my rep, I care just as much. And it doesn't mean my opinion should be any less, because I think... Unfortunately, historically, in the advocacy world, a lot of the calls to action are around being really disruptive. But being disruptive is also really time consuming. And so I think we're really moving to a space where being engaged, being informed and being able to have your voice heard doesn't have to take a lot of time. And it shouldn't mean that that voice has any less power. 
So why are better informed citizens better voters? I guess it depends on your philosophy on democracy. I mean, I think you could almost think of this as like a deeper question of when the country was founded, were representatives actually intended to represent their constituents or not? Oh, what do you think? Right. So I think that there are people that will say that it wasn't really about electing someone to represent all of your opinions necessarily. It was more about just electing someone and almost like a trustee, just trusting them to do what they thought was the right thing. I obviously don't agree with that. I think that our reps should represent us. I mean, to me, why I want people to be not just maybe more informed voters, but also more engaged voters is because what frustrates me is not seeing compromise happen when there are common sense laws that the majority of Americans actually do support. And so being able to mobilize in mass so many people to say, like, this is something that we're for or against, and then being able to follow through on that with actually voting someone out of office is where you really have power. And so by using Issue Voter, that's what I hope that we're being able to do for individuals. I guess the next obvious question is, has Issue Voter been able to influence the way that a representative votes? I think that if you ask any advocacy organization a lot of times the truth is that we don't really know exactly which platform influenced their vote in the end because it's a combination of so many things. Mm-hmm. So even when, for example, when the health care bill didn't pass, what I saw happen was a lot of organizations take credit for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the credit goes to any one organization. What we do know is more anecdotal. So I know that we've definitely had users that have talked to their reps and asked them, are you getting my issue voter alerts? You know, are you reading them? And they've told them that they are. We've had reps reach out to us and want to be connected to constituents that have been using Issue Voter and really connect one-on-one with them. So that's been great. Talking to a former rep, something that he mentioned is that while he was a rep, he felt like a lot of times from the rep's perspective, it feels like you're hearing from the same people all the time Mm -hmm. and that they really do appreciate a tool that can bring in new voices and bring in people who maybe are not the people that were historically always contacting them all the time. The other thing to note is that from a rep's office's perspective, every constituent contact really is tracked. Each office is run how they want to run it, you know, depending on their staff and their management style. But generally, they will have their staffers create a summary for them on what's happened that week as it relates to constituent contact. So what issues have people been calling about and to get a pulse on what their constituents care about in any given week. So how many people are issue voter subscribers? Is that what you call them? How, how do yeah. You... So we don't we don't usually talk about the number. Something that we are proud of is that in our first year, we have users in all 50 states. Excellent. And we've sent over a quarter of a million opinions to Congress. Wow. That's a lot. And so we're not a household name yet, and it's definitely one of our goals. And so audience awareness is really important. Something that's always helpful for us is for people to share issue voter, to tell their friends about it, to tell organizations that they're a part of about it. Uh, And something we're looking to do more of is form partnerships. So partnering with other organizations who want to engage their audience year-round and want to encourage civic engagement. So that could be universities, that could be organizations focused on getting people to register to vote, it could be even companies. So there are a group of companies, for example, that in the last election partnered to encourage voter registration. And so partnering with Issue Voter is something that could enable them to encourage people to be engaged, not just during the election time, but year-round. What would be 
your reason to persuade somebody to be engaged on a year-round basis? I think there's an aspect that, from a values perspective for me, is about equality and having a voice and that you deserve to have your voice heard instead of just kind of sitting back and accepting what's happening in the world and especially living in a country where we do have rights and we do have an ability to vote. Not taking advantage of that is really kind of sad to me. Yeah, I hear you. You mentioned you've been you're in your first year. So you started right after the election. Tell me why you chose to start after the election. It wasn't a reaction to the election results. It was a planned launch date because we really wanted to answer that question of the election is over, now what? Or you just voted, now what? Now see if the people that you just elected are actually doing their jobs and are actually representing you. That's a great reason to start this organization. How do you know that your organization is fulfilling your mission? Our stated mission is to give everyone a voice in our democracy by making civic engagement accessible, efficient, and impactful. Mm -hmm. And so I think the parts that we've done a good job of so far are making it efficient. What we strive to do more of is make it more accessible, mm -hmm. meaning reaching our users in other ways. So right now, the primary way that we engage people is through email. Mm -hmm. It was a conscious decision not to go app first. We wanted to not have to be something that people would have to download separately and remember to check. We wanted to be where people already are in their email. So things that we're looking at doing are also potentially moving to text message alerts for people who prefer to engage via text message and also incorporating with articles. So imagine you're reading an article about a school shooting and on that same page you can send your opinion to your rep on a gun law. The other aspect that I think that we need to work on is being more impactful. And that, to me, comes from volume, mm -hmm. from the number of people using Issue Voter and the number of people actually basing their voting decisions off of Issue Voter data that they're seeing for themselves. And that's something that just takes time. It's not something we're going to see immediately. The good news is that we are growing every single day, and the majority of our growth has been word of mouth, which is really quite exciting. So in your opinion, aside from voting at the polls and understanding what your representative actually does, meaning how this representative votes. How can Americans take action in the most effective way when it comes to Congress legislation bills? I think other things that Americans can do are actually testifying in hearings. So you can actually talk openly in these forums where they're debating bills and sharing your opinions. So that's one thing that you can do. It obviously takes a lot more time. Volunteering for organizations, either issue organizations or even campaigns. I think the other example, of course, is money. So you mentioned, you know, there's always this question about the power of money in politics. Mm -hmm. Individuals have power with their own money as well, maybe not as much as a company. Every little bit helps. So donating to organizations that are doing good work, donating to individuals that are running for office that you support is a way to, I think, have an impact that actually doesn't take time. So how does voter engagement with their representatives reduce outside influence, such as from lobbyists? So having been a campaign manager mm -hmm. and having worked for a rep in the past as well, One of their number one goals is, of course, to be reelected. And in order to get reelected, you need to raise money. And as a campaign manager, you want to be in the best position possible. You want to raise as much money as possible. And I don't blame them for that. But I think that at the end of the day, you can raise tons of money. But if constituents are actually watching what the rep is doing and don't agree with that and don't vote for them, 
that money doesn't have as much of an influence. And so that to me, that's sort of this cycle of how more engaged citizens can actually make a difference, even though you sometimes feel like, oh, the NRA has so much money or the ACLU has so much money or all these organizations have so much money. And it's it's definitely an optimistic viewpoint, I would say. But I, of course, I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't optimistic and somewhat idealistic. Do you know if the population that participates in issue voter are 50-50, split between Democrats and Republicans? Or have you seen that there's one group that's, you know, skewed larger than the other? So right now, our user base is leaning left. Mm -hmm. And it is not at all intentional. Mm -hmm. And we welcome anyone to sign up for issue voter. And so my hope is that as issue voter grows, we really become a true reflection of the majority of Americans. Mm -hmm. We actually have a lot of people that identify as independents. Mm -hmm. And so... That's something that was really important when thinking about creating an engagement platform and really being unapologetically nonpartisan. 40% of voters are registered as independents, and 48% of millennials don't identify with either political party. And so that was something that, in a way, is not too surprising to see in our user base, that there are a lot of independents. It's people who do want to see both sides. One hypothesis of why it's leaning a certain way right now, it could be that is the group that is really activated right now. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, my hope is that no matter who is president, that people will continue to be engaged and that the activism won't die down just because the news isn't reporting on things that really emotionally charge people. Yeah. In fact, I would say that your emails are pretty dry. <laughs> you know, they're very matter <laughs> of also, fact. Well, it's also a challenge. Yeah, tell me, how, how do you stay really neutral? A, the way I think about that is every bill is inherently biased. It's introduced by a Democrat or Republican who thinks that it's the right thing to do. And we are merely summarizing what the bill will do factually. And the opinions on both sides are actually opinions. So we don't predict the future and be able to say all the pros and cons of every single bill of what will happen if this bill is put in place. We're merely telling you what both sides are saying. And so those opinions on both sides are opinions. And so you'll see when you're reading those bullet points that they can sound biased. And it's because sometimes they are, and that's okay. Yeah, I think think you do a good job in terms of representing each side even though it's in bullet point form, that it does give you the color of each side. And you can, I mean, if you follow the news, it's very obvious why one would be for or against. Right. Um, and we've actually had a user tell us that before using issue voter, they didn't even know there could always be another side. Oh. So sometimes, you know, you, you have an issue and you really have a strong viewpoint on it. And you think, this is the only way I see it. And that after using issue voter, they start to kind of see like, oh, this is what the other side thinks. Not that it necessarily changes their opinion. Mm -hmm. And our goal is not to necessarily change people's opinions. It's more just to say, you know, consider these both sides. We had a user tell us that on a specific bill, it wrote us afterwards and said, you know, oh, this was a tough one because on one hand, I consider myself an environmentalist. But on the other hand, I felt like this bill was doing something negative for labor. They kind of have to weigh like the different aspects of it. Yeah, I think that's always the case, right? In fact, I would say that on most bills, there aren't just two perspectives. Often there are multiple perspectives beyond the two, which are difficult to weigh. That's a good point. Which bill has had the most traction? Is there a bill where you were surprised that a lot of people voted on it? A bill that isn't as well known, that got a lot of interest, was one about bees. 
And so there was a bill about making a certain type of pesticide that is harmful to bees illegal. And so, so people wouldn't be able to use that pesticide anymore. And people were really had a lot of support behind that. It was very interesting. I'm really heartened to hear that. People are engaged and are paying attention. Yeah. What makes you hopeful for the future? Well, in the context of Issue Voter, what makes me hopeful for the future is seeing people engage on issues that are not just the ones that we're hearing about on the news. So this idea that Congress is voting on new laws every single week that we're not necessarily hearing about, and the fact that people are willing to still engage with those, I think is great. Because I think historically, in politics, it always feels kind of spiky. You know, something would happen, people get all riled up, and then a month later, it almost feels like it's not in the conversation anymore. And that's kind of the news cycle. But it's nice to see that we're able to keep people's engagement and interest more steady. What do you think is going to happen in terms of voter turnout in the midterm election this year? The last midterm election was the lowest voter turnout since the war, which is very sad. It was something like... You mean it, like 1945? Exactly. So... I definitely think that there will be higher voter turnout this midterm election. I really hope there is because more people need to vote. And also, I think that a sign that it will be is some of these um, special elections mm -hmm. that we've yeah. seen. And so I think that's a cue that people are turning out to vote. And we also recently created a tool that helps people see when their primary elections are. So that's another thing that people are starting to, I think, be more aware of. First of all, there's getting people to vote every four years. Then you have the goal of getting people to vote every two years. And then you have the goal, I think, now that more and more people are aware of, of voting in the primary elections, where I think in a lot of cases, that's where you can really have almost more of an impact. Because I feel like there are going to be people who are dissatisfied with their current rep, but they're not quite willing to go and vote for someone of the other party necessarily. But in the primary election, they have the opportunity to elect someone else. Yeah, that's true. A lot of a lot of candidates die in the primary, good candidates, and then you end up with a candidate that you really don't want to vote for and represents the party that you want to vote for. Right. And in certain districts that are heavily one party or the other, whoever wins the primary is pretty much guaranteed to win the general election. Right, right. Exactly. Well, thank you very much, Maria. This was super informative and congratulations. Thank you. If you're curious to know how Congress works, sign up for Issue Voter. Learn how your representative votes and whether he or she is, in fact, representing you. This will make you a better informed voter on the issues and the candidates and help you decide whether to re-elect or vote out this rep. You also get to know about all the bills that are up for vote in the House, not just the ones making headlines in the news. The best part about Issue Voter is that it allows you to have your voice heard beyond Election Day. It's important for your representative to understand how constituents really feel. Your active participation expands the pool of people who are engaged. Finally, fully knowing a representative's voting record in real time creates accountability. When you don't agree and consequently don't vote for that representative again, then big money won't have as much influence. Visit IssueVoter at IssueVoter.org. How can we rethink strategies to tackle poverty in our society? On the next episode of Future Hindsight, our guest is Michael Fay. He's the co-founder and president of GiveDirectly, 
an organization that sends money directly to people living in extreme poverty and reshaping our understanding of what is possible in helping the poor. Implicit in so much of aid and philanthropy for a long time was the assumption that the poor were not very good at making their own decisions. It turns out, we learned in early 2000s, that the poor are not only quite good at making their own decisions, but their track record is remarkably better than the sector and the organizations themselves. Until next time, I'm Mila Atmos. Thank you for listening to Future Hindsight. The executive producer and host of this program is Mila Atmos. The audio producer and music composer is Peter Fedak. The associate producer is Miriam Tsumbu. Find us online at futurehindsight.com and listen to us through your favorite streaming services. Mm-hmm.